0: Hey PodNuts, Corey here from Instant House Call. Whether you're a break-fix tech who needs to provide remote support on demand without pre-installed software, or a managed service provider who wants to connect to unattended PCs anytime, Instant House Call makes remote support easy. I want to invite you to try Instant House Call free for yourself. Go to podnuts.com and click on the link in the show notes, then use the promo code PODNUTS. Instant House Call is the best remote support on Earth. We can prove it. Try it free now and see for yourself. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to PodNuts Daily, episode 495, a show for computer repair techs by computer repair techs. I am your host, Paco LeBron. How is everybody doing today? It's a lovely Tuesday morning. Well, not really. It's actually Sunday night, but for you guys, it's Tuesday morning, but I hope everyone's killing it. Hope you had a great Monday yesterday. Hope you're uh, crushing it this Tuesday and just wanted to uh, give a little bit more updates on what's going on with me and hopefully some value for you guys out there. Um, For those who are listening and hear me kind of nasally, I did come over with a cold, Um, over the weekend uh, was uh, my little one actually had came down with a cold early late late, or late last week. Uh, I had her this weekend. So trying to take care of her, I ended up catching it as well and uh, had uh, to do a couple things over the weekend as well, which I'll get into later on in the episode. So please bear with me. Hopefully I will be back up and running in good shape, form, and with a new interview next week. So a couple things that are going on with uh, what's on my end is I'm really getting serious on trying to get more brand awareness for my business. And what I decided to do was to apply for my MBE. And for those that don't know, that is the minority business enterprise certification for Prodigy Techs. And what that I'm hoping to do with is we'll open some of the doors for some contracts that will that are specific for those businesses that are minority Uh, own businesses and hopefully give me a leg up and get some good cash flow coming into the business that we need. And for those that don't know, um, and I'm not sure about the women's business enterprise certification, but I did just find this out Friday um, from talking to a good friend. I was actually trying to apply for the city of Chicago's minority business uh, enterprise certification, which I'll now refer to as MBE moving forward. And that had a a filing fee of $250. So I was pretty slow on applying for that because for 250 bucks, you know, that's, you know, I could do so many things with that, Um, especially for reserves, parts, you know, just things that are going on, being that this is now coming up on my first full year, being on my own, just making sure that I, you know, count every cent that I spend and making sure that it's used as efficient as possible. And we're talking to her. She ended up telling me that there's actually a state level minority uh, or MBE certification that's actually free to apply. So I'm going to look into doing that this week. Hopefully I will get that applied. Hopefully have some good updates moving forward that we have been certified and we will basically, uh, kind of go from there. So for those that don't know about the, uh, certification, check it out. Um, I believe it's under the, uh, CMS portal. I believe it was what I was told and over for MBE and possibly the DWBE or women's business, uh, enterprise certification. But, um, don't quote me on that one specifically. Another piece that's going on is for those that don't know, I joined here in the, uh, Uh, West Loop area, there's a a chamber of commerce that's called the West Loop Community Organization, which is a nonprofit, but also serves as a, a, um, a chamber. And they have quite a bit of reach in the West Loop area. Um, and for those that don't know um, Chicago, the West Loop is a pretty big area of downtown Chicago, and which is where my office is located. And the executive director has been really instrumental of not only being uh, my very first business recurring client, but also making connections and just helping me with the brand awareness. And one of the things that uh, we're going to be doing by me becoming a member is we're going to have probably, I want to say it's about six, maybe a five, six foot banner um, vertically that will be hanging on one of the light posts that has not only the West Loop branding, but a picture of yours truly um, expressing uh, the interest for the business. So that'll be coming out soon. Once I have that, I will make sure to post that over on social media so everyone can go ahead and take a look and kind of go from there. The other piece that uh, from serving on the West Loop uh, community organization is the great workshops that they have over there. And one of the great pieces of that is a workshop that I just was in um, that was geared toward holiday marketing planning. And this was a two-hour workshop that basically allowed, um, that was organized by Kimberly Grotto from Grotto Marketing slash Now Swim, which is the two marketing organizations that she uh, manages and have built. And it was really cool understanding a lot of the stuff that she was talking about. Where, you know, first thing is Small Business Saturday, which is coming up here in two weeks where American Express, if you guys don't know, has been behind a movement where Small Business Saturday, which is the Saturday after Black Friday, uh, in emphasizing and really encouraging those in surrounding neighborhoods to support their local businesses. And I always felt that this was something more of a shop type deal. Where for those who have a retail shop or those who have a um, a frontline ready business, where someone can walk in and kind of go from there, they can benefit mostly from that. But what I come to find out is, it's not necessarily just a, a transactional uh, day. It's actually more of an information day as well. So for those of you that have not taken advantage of it, first of all, go over to uh, American Express or Google Small Business Saturday, and you should get to the link. We'll have that link in the show notes. Uh, so that you can click into it. One of the cool things is they provide you some free marketing stuff. And over the years, they've given us bags, stickers, posters with our information, even adding us into their directory. And it's really cool because for those who are trying to find a particular industry on that listing, they'll be able to find it through there. And especially if they're an American Express cardholder, uh, this holiday or this day is really emphasized to those to really use. So if you're, if you're taking Amex and this is something you want to take a look at, and there's nothing wrong with free, uh, marketing stuff, feel free to head over to American we- American express's website and check that out. Another piece that they were talking about was, um, in the holiday marketing workshop was creating a marketing calendar. And this is something that I've always struggled with Uh, for those who have heard me on the computer business marketing show. You know, we've always given the marketing tips. We've gone ahead and give a lot of things that we've done. And although I've implemented a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, I've never been very organized on some of the things that I've done. And I'm, I'm talking about you know, posting stuff from that day or going on my whiteboard and writing out these things on, hey, this is the type of stuff I'm going to go ahead and do during the week or month and just didn't really follow through. And my biggest piece is planning in the future, several months versus several days, weeks or that time. So that was the biggest piece that we were trying to figure out and trying to understand what's the best tools, what are, what do we want to do? Because we have to have particularly a goal, we want to put a plan and then what's the tactic behind going ahead and doing that. And it really dug deeper than just trying to figure out who your uh, personal avatar is is what are you going to do? What is the one service that you're going to try and figure out, what you're going to do, how many of those are you going to get, how much revenue will it bring, and how are you going to go ahead and shake the tree? And by shaking the tree of past clients, current clients, and new clients that are gonna try and go on there. So, um, and by all those three definition is past clients that you've done on-demand service and haven't heard from them in a while, uh, current clients that maybe have done some of the stuff with you, maybe are on one product, but not all the offerings that you have and new clients, just those that have been burned by it businesses that just didn't take, um, take care good care of them. So, uh, this really helped out in understanding to make a plan. And, uh, I plan on either going to my Trello, dot uh, com or are trying out Asana. Um, I know Matt over at Computer Business Marketing loves Trello. Um, I have used the Trello tool as well. And Asana is A-S-A-N-A is kind of the same similar thing as well. So just we'll be looking at probably trying to figure out a marketing calendar slash um, content calendar. And once I've kind of settled and figured out which one I'll use, I will definitely let you guys know. Last thing that we, uh, that we're having is, uh, I've been actually approached to do quite a few speaking engagements. Um, I have been approached by the nonprofit that I serve on. I serve on the young professionals board and, uh, we actually have a high school program and college program. So I've been asked to speak at some of those events. There, kind of just going through the whole motions of, you know, Why it's important to figure out your career, things like that. But through some of these contacts, I actually have been booked to a couple other nonprofit speaking engagements with other business owners. um, Even to the point where now uh, this week we were going to be filming over at the West Loop Community Organization's um, office, and um, there's going to be a great video being put together that the for the um, holiday party that's going to be happening afterwards. So stay tuned. Hopefully, I'll get a copy of that video, and I will. Also try and post that up as well. So before we go on, I want to go ahead and take a quick break and give our additional sponsor announcement, and that is my good friends Tech Site Builder. Oh yes, my good friend Matthew Rodella over at Tech Site Builder. For those who know, is my former co-host, a great friend of the network. And for those that who have not heard of Tech Site Builder or have been curious about Tech Site Builder, let me tell you. It's a really great tool. Not only is it a website builder, but it really helps out with a lot of the things uh, that you have. And for those, like I mentioned before, that don't know what TechSite Builder is, TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer business. Not only does it have with it has built in SEO, a mobile optimized template. So for those that are on mobile, they can go ahead and get on the website. There's no uh, issues or there's nothing that's going to happen for them to uh, as far as the quality of that website and a design that's made to convert visitors into customers. The TechSite Builder platform will help you take your control and take your website to the next level. And I have to say specifically that I have to agree with that because I had a. Previous website builder that I was using that's in our industry. So it wasn't a a Weebly, it wasn't a Wix, it wasn't like that. Although I did have a Weebly site at one point, I went with a marketing company, they built my website, and unfortunately, it just was too busy. And especially for my focus at the time where I was doing small business IT along with residential, it just was not hitting with the customers. The moment I switched to TechSite Builder, I guarantee, and I kid you not, my traffic spiked. And I started getting more calls and more qualified leads because of the simple to use and the simple interface that it was has on that specific website. So, I mean, it's a great tool. I mean, I can't say much about it. I mean, you can build your website exactly how you want without writing a single line of code. Thanks to the included drag and drop page builder. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder and what he's done for us for a limited time. Podnuts listeners get twenty percent off by using the promo code Podnuts twenty, and that's Podnuts two zero at checkout. So for those, go over, check out TechSiteBuilder, Builder, see what he's all about, and go ahead and let them know that I sent you over from the Podnuts Network. All right. So uh, another thing that happened this past uh, what was this Friday? Yeah, the previous Friday. So on November third. Um, Our good friend of the network, John Dubinsky, actually came down from good old Grand Rapids and visited me over in Chicago. And we had a good powwow for the entire day. And when I tell you the entire day, we were there from, I believe it was 930 AM all the way to about seven or so. And we literally started going through everything. We started talking about billing. We started talking about What are we offering to our clients? What can we offer to our clients? What are the tools that we're using? Started testing out products that we both use. We both use Cloudberry Backup. We were testing that, you know, just trying to figure out the nuances of certain things. I mean, it was such a great day. And I have to say it was such a productive day that we literally had a list of questions going into Friday. And the best thing that I can say is that whenever we go to workshops, that we go into conventions, we go into certain uh, areas uh, or meetups, the biggest piece or the biggest thing I hear is, yeah, that's great. We talked about our problems, but what are the solutions? And that's the purpose of John and I meeting that day. Um, we were trying to come up with solutions. so for those that were in the neighborhoods, we didn't shun you, we didn't we didn't announce that he was coming in. Um, we wanted to just figure this out first because we wanted to we didn't have a real agenda. but now that we've gone ahead and kind of figured out, you know this would be cool to have quite a few people to meet in a conference room, talk over stuff you know, some of us that may have the similar products and really meeting with each other and just digging in and getting a piece of information from everyone making to see that this is going to be a beneficial, um, meetup altogether. So stay tuned. Me and John may actually, uh, do another one of these. Uh, we actually may have it out in grand rapids. We may, uh, have it back over here. Um, Stay tuned. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll see if we can make one happen. Um, no promises, but uh, we'll talk with John. But like I said, it was a great beneficial. I'm going to have him on the uh, show soon. We're going to go over a lot of the things that we talked about and just hopefully it'll bring some value to you guys as well. Another thing that I we uh that I mentioned or that I talked about um that I had a couple of things going on this weekend and what it was is that uh for those that don't know I do serve on a nonprofit board called ASE. um is the Hispanic Alliance Career Enhancement uh I serve on the vice, as vice chair uh for their young professionals board and we held an event it was our fifth annual masquerade ball and it was really cool I mean it was a great event everything was uh, totally cool um, we had, I mean, we had the DJ, we had uh, live entertainment and all around, it was just a great environment. And the reason why I bring this up is not only was it a successful event, but it helped understand how to listen to your end customer or how to listen to your end Patreon slash follower. And what we were hearing the feedback in previous years were we were kind of too small in a lot of the venues and we weren't really looking at it in a big aspect. And this year from going from 100 to 150 people, we actually went for 250 to 300. And boy, can I tell you that not only are there some headaches that happen with that, but in the end, we came through Everyone enjoyed it. And it was a great night altogether. And the biggest piece that I can mention to you is not everything is going to be about networking. Not everything is going to be about work. You got to have some fun sometimes. And for me, what made me realize in that event is although I work that event, I didn't really get to enjoy it. And so that's something for me to understand that I need to kind of stop burning the candle at both ends and really understand to just slow down. Take it a little bit easier and start enjoying a little bit more on what I'm doing, because sometimes a lot of us are focusing on the destination and we're not really figuring out or not really paying attention to the in-betweens of that destination, your interactions with people, your things that happen to you as you're going along in this. And the biggest piece of it is, like I mentioned, is from talking to my friend at the Masquerade Ball about the MBE certification, I would have been down on another path of figuring out this thing where I just got that little nugget that made it worthwhile attending these fun events. So I really encourage you guys, you know, the holidays are coming. You know, I know a lot of us, especially those of us that are part time, that are starting out. And trust me, I'm speaking to you as one that, you know, trying to figure it out, scrape everything together, scrape by, figure and just try to make it uh, make it work out understand that not everything is going to work out the way it should. I think what needs to happen is you need to just slow down, enjoy a little bit and just life take its course, because eventually once you hit it hard enough, you're going to get to that point where you need to get. And that's how it's going to go. And that's how it's going to happen. So um, I did get a couple emails from me talking about this very subject, uh, not pushing, not putting too much on yourself and getting too hard on yourself about things. And it sounds like I have. um Reinvigorated some people, and I'm glad that I'm able to get a couple people there to give that courage to email me that, hey, you know what? You know, we're in that bit of a situation, we're glad you're hearing us, and that's my plan. My plan is to make sure that this show not only gives you that motivation to keep going, but also to bring a lot of heavy hitters on these. And I know there's a coin and that's a term that's used a lot, but seriously, I want to bring in some people in here so we can understand what did they do to generate that multi-million dollar MSP? What did they do in the early stages? Who were some people that are in our, sp- in our shoes right now that kind of figured it out or what did they do that made sense for them? And that's one of those things that I'm hoping to bring to the show. Which brings me to my next point. Um, This year has really shown me a lot of what I've been doing, what I've been trying to figure out, and a lot of the actions that I've been doing to try and make certain things work. And one of the pieces is a lot of the traveling, a lot of the traveling between my home and my virtual office downtown. And the biggest piece that I'm running or, or the biggest trend that I'm running into issues with is the really disregard of some of the customers that come in that really try to get over one on you. And I feel like I've been bombarded at the end with quite a few of them that have really left a a big bad taste in my mouth, where I had one client where she went ahead, dropped off her laptop. She was informed of our diagnostic fee and how our process works is, Client comes in, they give us a call, they email us, or they walk into the office. They're told about our diagnostic process, which is $79, and it takes one to two business days in order for them to get a response from us on what we determine the diagnostic is. Which she understood. We spoke about this before she dropped it off. She was told about this at the actual office by our receptionist. And when I finished the diagnostic, called her, let her know what was going on. And in this instance, it was a laptop that basically failed. Um, She was lucky enough that I was able to clone the drive with my duplicator, which is the StarTech uh, duplicator that I've mentioned in previous shows. Um, I'll put a show note on the Amazon link to um, where I got mine. I think it was about 280 or so for what it does. And what it does is basically it duplicates a hard drive of that same size onto the same size hard drive or bigger. And I was able to and that's what I do with a lot of my um my data recovery just to ensure that I can get a good image or a good copy off of it so that way I use the better hard drive to do my data recovery for it. And one piece or note that I learned from my hard drive died with Scott Molten and Jeff Hallish is uh disabling the auto mount on the Windows PC. So when you throw that hard drive on the dock, you can just run your data recovery program or your image program. Or if you don't have those and you know that the copy of data is good on that secondary hard drive that you duplicated it to, you can go into disk manager or disk management add a drive letter and you can run the of So great fabs auto backup and put that over as well. So uh, you should be able to get a lot of those uh, uh, links that I mentioned in our sponsors or affiliates, or we'll make sure to have them in the show notes as well. But went through the whole process. Bad hard drive. Data was bad. Uh, it needed to basically, or I'm sorry, hard drive was bad. We got the data recovered, which was close to like seven to 800 gigs of data. And to basically redo the whole system, our cost is 229. And I feel that that was a fair price. I uh, maybe even a little bit, le- it may be a little cheaper. Um, compared to maybe some of the other shops in the area. But 229 is our price to do a data recovery and install the data on the actual uh, system itself. Doesn't include software, just data, just the actual uh, Windows system. So when I called her and I let her know about this, she was kind of stunned at the price, which I kind of gave her the range when we first talked about this, because from her description, it sounded like, you know, this is what it is. Then she proceeded to say, "Let me think." No, first she asked about, "Hey, w- how much is the data recovery?" So I informed her it's one ninety nine for the data recovery. She's like, "Well, I don't understand why it's only thirty dollars less." So I explained to her how we bundle services. You know, benefit of the customer. This is how we do it. You know, we had to do it a specific way. This is a tier two uh, data recovery, which is not a tier one. We couldn't just plug it in and pull the data off. Hard drive was damaged. We had to, you know, do it this way and there was just such hesitation where she said, "You know what? I'm going to think about it. We'll we'll figure it out from there." So, okay, no problem. 2 days go by. I, you know, send the email out in repair shopper, let them know, "Hey, just curious on, you know, have you made a decision?" And she replies saying, "Am I required to pay the diagnostic fee?" Now, for those that don't know, how we do our pricing is if a customer decides to move forward with our services, we waive the 79 in place of the repair. If they decide not to go with the repair, all that's due is the $79. So that's what was informed. $79, that's our diagnostic. This is what it is. And... what ended up happening after just it, it frustrated me so much, so I reply back to her saying no, or, or I, or I replied to her saying yes. The the fee is re- is required as we discussed. If you decided not to move forward with the repair, you do have to pay the seventy nine dollars. If you decided not to go forward with the repairs, we will waive the seventy nine. A couple hours later, she then sends me a screenshot of a Yelp offer that we have, which is basically that states check in uh, to Yelp. If you check in on Yelp on your first visit, we will give you the diagnostic for free. Now she never checked in. I checked the logs and on the screenshot, when she emailed me, she says, Hey, I have this waiver for Yelp for the check-in. Can you please waive my diagnostic fee? And the email, literally the screenshot was of 1238. She sent the email at 1241. So I gave her a call. I let her know. You know, unfortunately, you know, if it was any other offer, we would expect it. And I already had a feeling she was just trying to get out of paying anything, which, you know, it didn't understand because we went through this with her several times prior. And I told her, no, we can't weigh the fee. You know, you checked in. You should have checked in at the first. So then she goes off to berate and say, well, none of your staff said anything about the offer. Why wasn't I told? As the customer, I should be told about you having any type of offers, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So me, I try to work out with her because the last thing I wanted was a bad review. So at this point, I looked at it and I said, okay, I'll tell you what, on our form, it says, how did you hear about us? If you wrote Yelp, I will go ahead and give you the waiver for free. I will waive the the diagnostic fee. She then goes on to say, your staff never said that we had to fill every single field, although she pretty much filled every single field except for that one. Um, You weren't required to fill out that field. They didn't tell me that. As the customer, you should acknowledge it. And there was a lot of back and forth um, going on. So I then went to my next helping her. I said, okay, are you a student? She said, yes. I said, okay, send me an email if it's a valid student email we will go ahead and give you the twenty percent discount that we give to all our students. Oh no, that wasn't good enough for her. Kept on, kept on. I don't understand. This is you know you're supposed to trust what the customer says. I mean it was a whole big thing, and I it, it, the back and forth just got me so frustrated and upset that I basically told her, you know what? We go pick your laptop up. I'm gonna let my front desk know that you're we're authorizing you to pick up the laptop. We're open from Monday through Friday. Eight thirty to five o'clock. She then proceeds. So you're waiving the fee? I said, No, I'm not waiving the fee. We're releasing the laptop to you. You still owe it, but I'm letting you know that until it's paid, we will not do business with you moving forward. We need to go our separate ways, is what I said to her. And she said, Okay, when can I pick up my laptop? So I proceeded to tell her Monday through Friday, eight thirty to five can i pick it up right now and it kept going back and forth and i just i just wanted to get off the phone with this lady and i haven't been that upset with a customer i don't think for quite some time i think i was upset with a business client with that once and i realized i kind of got hot headed i needed to slow down a little bit early days but this one really rubbed me the wrong way um she went down to the office she started berating my receptionist there and tr- attempted to write a two-star review but I don't know if she went halfway through and Yelp deleted it or she deleted it thinking she was going to write it later on, but it was there. Now it's there, not there. And that was that. So that really burned me really bad. And then I have another customer of mine who he's been coming to us for years. Um, great customer. You know, he 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 always pays. He's always about, you know, great about coming to us. He's a loyal customer. The problem is, is that he questions every time we have a pricing. Um, and he has a laptop that's about probably a good four years old now. He's, you know, screen is going out. He had a bad hard drive, bad fan. He broke the PC uh, power button. Uh, you know, he, I mean, he spent over a thousand dollars with us for the past three to four years of him having this laptop. Well, finally, he poured water on it, shorted out. It was pretty much done and when i gave him a quote for the laptop it was about i think we gave him a, it was a dell latitude quote 256 gigs ssd 8 gigs of memory you know a core i5 you know the whole shebang and i think we charged him 5 let's say it was like 540 and if he wanted the if he wanted the uh the warranty which we would have bought the assurance warranty off of Amazon it would have been like $600 or something like that a little less than $600 plus tax he basically nickel and dimed the invoice we removed the warranty he went with 539 that was the estimate he was going to wait till next week to get paid understandable you know he's been with us a long time we understand times are hard you know totally get it and you know we had our our computer setup fee uh, which we transferred the data for $99, which we informed him, you know, it is 129. But normally because you purchasing the laptop with us is $99. So I get a voicemail the next week. He tells me, Hey, I found the same laptop, but for about 150 to $200 less, feel free to just um, went ahead and purchased it. It should be back in. Just go ahead and send me the invoice for $99. So I repeat to him, "No, it's, you know, it's 129, etc." He understood it was totally fine. But then The problem is, is that when he drops it off, he needs to have it the next day. And we've gone through this motions for several years. We have a time frame. This is what it is. And when he can't have his laptop right away, he starts to get really um, impatient to call us and let us know, hey, what's going on with the laptop? Hey, let's go ahead and see what's going on with uh, with the parts. Hey, can you give me the, the tracking number of the parts so I have better mind of when it's coming in so I know when it's going to... And it's just the stuff like that. So the reason for my whole rant is to these two stories of what's going on. So we took care of him. We let him know, um, you know. We did the transfer. It was ready for him. He was good to go. And the reason why I'm telling you all this is that I think I've gotten to the point where I am getting more hassles from doing residential computer repair than I have with business computer repair. And I think I've made the decision where I've talked about this in the last episode is starting in 2018, I will no longer probably doing residential computer repairs. And if I do accept uh, residential computer repairs, they're probably only going to be window crashes. So basically bad hard drives, things like that. Are probably the only jobs that I'm going to do because they're the mo- they're the ones that make the most money for us and make the most sense for us in a in a turnaround quick time. I think that us focusing on small business IT support will help us raise some of our diagnostic fees for those small businesses that want to bring it to our office versus doing it hourly. And it also opens up the door on hopefully bringing in some recurring staff and, or I'm sorry, recurring IT services for that business. So um, I will keep you guys up to date. Um, As you heard in my last episode, I was kind of on the fence. I am still uh, moving forward with leaving residential business and moving strictly to small business IT. Um, I have let a couple of my customers that have been a little bit more uh, hands on than uh, my other customers that we will be discontinuing residential services and their uh, virus protection plans that expire within the next month or two will not be renewed. And we're going to be flipping them over to uh, probably malware bytes or something similar to make sure that they're at least protected somewhat uh, as we kind of move forward and go from there. So, uh, that's pretty much it guys. Um, there's one next announcement that I wanted to make sure you guys know about was our good friend over at D at foolish it, uh, Nick Shaw is letting us know that D seven X is now here. Um DX DX D7X. Sorry. The third generation of D7 product is now officially available and as an update for all D72 subscribers. Initial releases do not change the familiar D72 user interface or most any functional behavior. But D7X is more than meets the eye with a new code base under the hood that runs faster and is more functional in all. And all in, excuse me, in almost all cases, got a little tongue tied there. Updates and improvements can now be pushed out faster, more frequently, and there are tons in the lineup. Most importantly, the release of D7X means a return to regular updates for D7 to subscribers. And we wish to encourage all users to step up and submit your ideas for improvements and additions to the product. See www.foolishit.com D7X for more info. Also, guys, if you would like to be a guest, send an email to guest at pondnuts.com. We are still going to have those great interviews. You heard my interview with Rick Smith last week. We will have another one hopefully next, uh, I'm sorry, last week with Rick. And next week, we'll have a hopefully a good one for you guys coming up here shortly. I want to thank our sponsors, Instant House Call and Tech Site Builder for this episode of Pondnuts Daily. Don't forget, if you need business paperwork to get you started, in your computer repair business, then check out the link for the Technibble computer business kit over at podnuts.com deals. Also help support the PodNuts network by giving a dollar a month through our subscribe button over at podnuts.com or patreon.com podnuts. I want to thank everyone for listening and subscribing to the show and see you next time on PodNuts Daily. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.